and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number 21. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, who broke two league records and won the top goaltender award in his last year of junior. Mr. Blair Faulkner, who has the cleanest desk at Vimy. And Miss Kathy Fenton, the youngest teacher of the year in Edmonton public history. Wow. And welcome to Mr. Sam Fix, the, uh, what is it, the Grad Council Teacher of the Year, I think? No, it's not. Absolutely. And the best podcast host in Western Canada. Also not Ooh, true. I think it's true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Hold on. Rolly, how many awards? Like this Who was is a, this uh, guy? This was in Spruce Grove, correct? Yeah, it was a pretty successful year for myself and the team. Oh my goodness. The so, team because they had a good goalie. Yeah. Oh no, what? it was all be, all because we had we had a good team. You guys yeah, were right. like the best team in the country, weren't you? And the one of our coaches, who's now one of the uh, Oilers or on the Oilers coaching staff, who was a previous guest in the podcast. Yeah, but what awards Credit did you win? Come on, uh, tell our listeners. Uh, well, Sam mentioned broke two league records, top goaltender at All Star game, and then we ended up winning a league championship Ooh. that year. So lots of lots of hard work. What are the two records? Uh, lowest goals against average and highest save percentage in a single season. Do they still stand? Uh, it's a good question. I know one one was wow. broken. I don't know. I don't know which one. You'd have to look that up. I'm I'm actually not sure. I check it. You guys yeah. keep, keep rolling. Out that is years, but moving on, Mr. Faulkner, because I know no, you. Pro- no, 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 no. We're not moving on, Mr. Faulkner. No, no move on. I'll, I'll, you I'll, hold, I'll pipe up. Uh, the current record at Vimy for the cleanest desk, for sure in the upstairs, if not the whole school. But I know Mr. Agradiak, a former Vimy teacher, uh, previously held that before you. So did that just get like passed on to you, or how did how did you end up with that title? Yeah, you know what? I think Mr. O and I, we battled back and forth for years and he is, uh, like I call myself a, an, an A-type person and he mm. is very much an A-type person. And he was, uh, he probably self-awarded this award to him, to himself, if that made sense, that yeah, sentence. That was a tough yes, one. Yes, it does. But You're anyways, good. I think when he left, um, my desk is now the cleanest and I will put that to uh to the test next year to see if anyone can beat it yeah okay i uh i i for sure can say that i will not i was cleaning out my classroom today and it was an absolute mess so i do not have the cleanest desk award or spilled raisins in your desk this year you were probably Uh, still cleaning up raisins in your desk weren't you you i spilled them and more so that someone maybe placed them there very kindly and luckily, actually, I had some students of mine that enjoy raisins and were happy to uh, take them off my hands because I do not <laughs> like the raisins. But ending the, end, uh, the cleaning up the desk def- definitely uh, gets us to the end of the school year kind of feel, you know? Yeah. And what, what a you know feel what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back to usually when we're in school for June and thinking of my, my desk, I have that big desk calendar that sits, you know, like most of us do. And I always loved when June came because I'd take a big red marker and I'd put an X through the day when it was done. And as June started to finish, there was more red X's and the red X's, I had one red X on the the first day of summer holidays. And when those red X's joined, it was so excited. Like you were, you were getting giddy, right? (laughs) And that, that feeling of June is like no other when you work at a school, right? Well, I think, I think you said it earlier, but like, it's like everybody on staff, kids included. So at Vimy, 1100, 1200 people all have the, the same X on their calendar marked off the same day. And then oh, yeah. boom, vacation mode for 1200 people 
just at, in, in one building, let alone the whole district. Yeah, it, it was, was like Mr. High, Fix high fiving kids in the hallways yeah. that, you, that they, they hate you all year long, but everyone's just so happy that you get yeah, summer. See, Mr. Fix, I think it's summer. <laughs> yeah. <and best. laughs> so much but hype. You don't get that at, at, at another workplace, right? Usually, when no. someone goes on holidays, yeah. it's their two weeks holidays or their extended weekend, whatever they're taking. And yeah, so they're, they're living that excitement work. in their own head all by themselves, yeah. and like maybe like rubbing it in a little bit, but you kind of feel bad and. It's not nearly as exciting as everybody doing it at the same time. So no. how, how is, how do you think this, or I guess that feeling has changed since the COVID situation? Because for some people, it probably seems like maybe an extended break for others that there might not be a difference because they've been working hard or keeping up with their studies or whatever. But for some people probably feels a little bit different. No. Yeah, it, it is a different feeling for sure. And I know my wife and I both being teachers, like we're usually we go out and celebrate our last day of school and whether we, take the girls out for supper or we do something special or whatever it is. And now we're, we're trying to figure out, well, what should we do? And for the girls last day, we, um, we went to Starbucks for the first time since the middle of March. Interesting. Okay. So building off what Mr. Faulkner said, kind of his last day or last couple of days tradition, going out for dinner, whatever, doing something special with, with the family, the girls, do you guys have anything, uh, anything special, any kind of, traditions the last day of school the last week of school anything to kind of send everyone off into summer well i know us teachers we usually get together for a few rounds of golf right mm-hmm. and yeah. sometimes it's that early morning round of golf because the sun is up so early and we're able to sneak in a quick 18 before we have to get into work at 8 30 yeah which is a lot of fun right and we've been doing yes. that for years and i think we even joked about the one time that i slept in and yeah missed you missed it one year that's my only last last uh, last tradition or whatever on the last day yeah maybe moving on to i guess keeping up with the theme of, of positivity and the excitement around june um how did those grad deliveries go for you guys i know i had a heck of a time doing it i think the the few kids that we went and, and saw and got to chat with and chat with their parents and uh whoever else was there had a great experience um i know M- mr fix and i we teamed up and went together and had an absolute blast um i thought it was awesome made the best of uh, definitely a, a, a weird situation, but I thought that was a huge positive and I thought that was a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah just before was... you guys go, I, I'll, I'll just piggyback on that. I had a lot of fun. It was just nice to see the grade 12s and like say goodbye to a few of them and, and mm-hmm. kind of wish them well. And some of them I hadn't heard what their plans were for next year. So it was kind of nice to hear that. I completely agree. Like it's just nice to see some of those faces in person and kind of hear what they had to say and how the rest of their schooling went online and even connecting with some of their parents, right? Just hearing what they had to say. And I found myself, I got chatting and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's 40 minutes later and I should probably keep moving on, but chatty uh, moving on, on. Yeah. yeah chatty, chatty. But it was great. It was definitely great to see a lot of, I saw a lot of great dogs. I'm not going to lie. One household <laughs> oh, no. had two pugs, Stanley and Stella. They were fantastic. So oh, that was whatever, a, goodness. whatever happened to your roommates head. getting dogs. I thought they were, they were getting a few. Yeah. Where's we're the currently, update on that? We're currently working on it. Um, Corgis, yes, a corgi, a corgi yeah. could be entering the household of as of September, but I will be gone, so I'll have to. Uh, Was it next in. week you get your house? A week and yeah. a half. Oh, that's wow. uh, a week. A week from today, you guys, I take possession. Oh my goodness, oh, that is yeah. exciting. That is. Have exciting. you started packing your stuff yet? 
I have. Yep. Yeah. Slowly and surely. We're Should we tell the students your address so they can come? Absolutely in? not. <laughs> get you gifts. <laughs> Judging by that one story that she told her, she pulled into the parking lot and slammed it in reverse the second she saw a student yeah. and beelined it out of there. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I panic. I don't know how to handle certain situations very well. I did Where see that student. I did see that student actually had the textbook drop off and I made it a point to apologize for my behavior. And he, he straight up said to me, he's like, that was rude. And I was like, I'm aware it was not nice. I'm so sorry. Wish you all the best. But. Where are you going to watch the sunsets now, now that you're not yeah. living close to your favorite spot to watch the sunsets? Like, yeah. is there a good spot in St. Albert to, to watch the sunsets? Uh, the mm. only like really big hill in St. Albert is Seven Hills. Uh, Pretty good to spot. Go to. You can park it's your top, nice car at the top. Sounds like there's more than one hill there. Yeah, I didn't think there's seven actually, hills in St. Albert. It's a misnomer. Time, there's only two yeah. hills. It's slowly <laughs> becoming just yeah, like one solid hill. But or maybe it's just the drive one back to the, the city. Kid smashed into the school and he's tobogganing, so they they changed yes. the the grading. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. They did so have a music gotta, festival there one year too, which is yeah. interesting. Seven Hills. Yeah. Do you know that this is like this will be the 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 final podcast of the school year of this school year that we're doing, right? Kind of kind of bittersweet. Yeah. yeah so episode twenty one through all of this COVID, we've managed to knock off twenty one episodes of fantastic air, mm-hmm. wonderful guests, um, great when insight into what's going into the school, insight yeah. into our lives, and to finish it off, we got two again spectacular ladies. Um, that were gracious uh, enough to, to join us. We have Miss Nancy Youngs, who is an absolute gem at school, has done everything under the sun, um, has raised two wonderful kids and continues to be just one of the best teachers out there. And we had the pleasure of, of Miss Heather McPherson joining us as well, local MP here in, in the city of Edmonton. So pretty good podcast to, uh, to end off the school year. Would yeah. you agree? Very I good. would agree. And um, one thing to jump on the fact that this is episode 21 and maybe the, at least we think it's been successful and some of the feedback we've got has been pretty positive. There's been over 1700 people that have listened to these episodes, which is way more what? than I thought that we'd ever get. Way so more. that's a definite positive. And I can only imagine that next year, hope, hopefully, uh, that when we're back in school, this will pick up a little more, gain a little more steam. We can get even more students and more teachers on as guests. It'll be easier to force the students to listen in my class when I just start playing it while they're working. Yes. <laughs> it only counts as one listen, but hopefully it catches a couple kids. <laughs> yeah, and we get a few more, but I agree. And, and I think, uh, you know, moving forward to our listeners that, uh, that are out there, I'm sure we'll have one or two or three episodes throughout the summer just to check in and make sure that uh, everything is still afloat and, and just to uh, hear the voices of some of your favorite teachers here will uh, we'll continue something throughout the summer. So stay tuned uh, to the airwaves and to our, our social media accounts as to what's going on. But mm-hmm. again, this has, been, uh, this has been pretty cool, pretty neat to do. And it's, uh, it's fun doing it with three of the best. I'm going to completely go back to where we started. And I'm going to talk about Mr. Travis Rollheiser again. Because yes, he did we get the facts the on this? Seat. I did yes. get the facts. So it, it, it uh, can't be anything good. In his, the fact that you're on the top goaltenders in history list more than once is nuts to me but i'll just read the last one so in uh wow. what year is it 2009 long 10, time ago was the year yeah 2009 10 you had a 1.58 goals against average which was the record-breaking number and it stood until 2017 18 when nolan kent 
of your your same team also yeah uh, canter posted a 1.52 and it has not been yours yours hasn't been touched since um so i assume your save percentage one is still standing if you said that because it's not on this list so i don't know i couldn't find okay, that stat. that's that's good to know cool uh, Nolan Kent is a he's a he's a good kid, great goalie playing down uh, in, I believe in Michigan right now, NCAA. Yeah, I think you're right. Fantastic kid. Yeah, but you know who else I think probably has some records in her day, judging by the fact that she played every single university sport at every single sport at a very very high level is Miss Nancy Youngs. So she's going to talk about that in this upcoming episode. So let's send that on over to her. Okay, Vimy Era, our next guest was a Red Deer College Queen on the volleyball team, on the golf team, on the cross-country running team. She then went on to play basketball at the U of A for the Pandas. She did that while earning a double degree with honors with distinction before beginning her illustrious teaching career. Since then, she's raised two amazing children. She's coached at an elite level and established herself as a leader in Edmonton Public Schools. Welcome our boss, Nancy Youngs, to Vimy Air. Yes. Thank you, Sam. Welcome, yes. Nancy. Welcome, Miss Youngs. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's amazing. June came so fast. Oh, you're that was one of the one of the longer intros we've had. You had quite a long list of accolades and things going on. I, I had to tear it down when yeah. I was doing the research. There's lots of them left out. Didn't you play every single sport in college? No, oh, <laughs> high school. Four, yeah, four. high school I did, but not college. So four. sorry, Sam said four four college four, sports. Yeah. What, what were those sports? Uh, volleyball, I switched to basketball my second year, and then golf and cross country. Very cool. It's very impressive. Unbelievable. And now, Nancy, did you uh, did you not do an Ironman as well? I did back in 2006. I'm dating myself now, but That's I okay. did do the Ironman. <laughs> yeah, and it was a life-changing event. Absolutely loved every minute of the grueling event. So what, Nancy, like what does an Ironman entail for our listeners? And I'll see for myself too, just to get the logistics behind it. You have to complete a 3.8 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike ride, and a 21 or 42 kilometer run in under 17 hours. So that's a, that's a marathon after those two things. We've, we've talked about this a couple of times and we've, we used to go swimming out at, or over at Bonnie New Pool and we'd, (laughs) I think maybe twice we got to a kilometer and absolutely gassed, nothing left in the tank. So 3.8, good for you, along with running and biking. And I'm not a pool swim either. That's in a cow. lake. Uh, it was in the Okanagan uh, lake, wow. I think. In, yeah, so but then you yeah. got to worry about the Ogopogo too. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so we have, like you mentioned, or it was mentioned that you have two kids, but I don't know if a lot of people know um, the other, I guess, babies that you have at home that you call fur babies. How many dogs do you have? Well, if this is publicly aired, I have three plus one. <laughs> My daughter has one, and he has just been the light of our life coming in. He's four and a half pounds of absolute hell. <laughs> he, uh, so the other three, I have one that's 15, uh, one that's 11, and one that is seven. And little bear, we call him the four and a half pounder. He is uh, two now but just stirred up the pot. <laughs> yeah. How's, uh, how's teaching from home been Nancy and, and sort of uh, working through this, uh, the COVID pandemic and, and all the work from home and, or in and out of school? Well, uh, the transition to online was very easy for me because I was already doing that with my math kids. 
I, the one thing that was very challenging was I really missed seeing the kids every day and the banter back and forth and, you know, challenging them. And I really missed my uh, friends at school, my teacher friends. Yeah, that's right. We've, we've talked about it, uh, how the staff room is such a, such a fun spot to be. And, and even where, where we sit with our, with our computers up in that phys ed office, um, it's great in between classes or at lunch hours or after school, how many people are up in that phys ed office and just a quick chit chat and, and get to, you know, see what everyone's up to and hear what they're doing. And it's uh, that, that part is definitely missed. Racing down <laughs> to the staff room was one of the uh, highlights of the day. <laughs> Always. Uh, this year is your first year as our uh, phys ed and athletics department head. And you made that transition from teaching math before. Um, I know the staff knows how much work you put into that job and how uh, maybe thankless it can be at some, some points. Cause I you know you work very hard and you put a lot of time into what you do. And maybe that's something the students don't always get to see. Um, how has that transition been to being up in the phys ed office for, for most of your day, as opposed to being in the classroom? Uh, it's, it's very rewarding. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's, but I can't do it alone. So I rely on all my coaches and my people that I work with. They've been tremendous help and I have to learn to delegate a little bit more, but um, I have, we're all thoroughbreds. So I, I'm absolutely blessed at Vimy Ridge that I have the people and quality of people to work with. So that makes it that much easier. Nance, I don't know if you've listened to the episodes, there's a ton of stories that I've told that are embarrassing for myself. We're hoping that you have a good embarrassing moment of yourself, even though you probably don't have that many. She's too good. Of course she's too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Sam, I actually have two, and they were early on in my career. I was very young when I started teaching. I was only about uh, five years older than my grade 12s. But this happened with one of my grade 10s, and I was teaching gymnastics. And we were doing, I don't even, can you tell you what the move was? But uh, the girl asked me to demonstrate doing the handstand onto her shoulders. And I said, no, I'll show so-and-so how to do it onto your shoulders. She goes, no, 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 Miss Youngs, you have to do it. So I just went all in hook, line, and sinker. And I handstanded on, because I knew I could do the handstand. And I went onto her shoulders while she grabbed around my thighs and started spinning so I was doing a full-on spin with her and then they all she collapsed down onto the ground and the whole class piled on me and we were laughing so hard I was oh so dizzy goodness. that I was I, I don't don't know how I made it through there but it was I just erupted in laughter and that just set the tone for my teaching career that I was able to have a lot of fun with the kids and the second one was um, one of my good friends, his daughter came to my school and she followed me from TD Baker to Ross Shep. And we were in the gym and she's like, they all call me Nance. Hey, Nance. And I'm like, hey, Kara, what are you doing? Nothing. She grabs me, picks me up and V sits me into the garbage and I could not get out. And what? she walked away. So I'm stuck, arms and feet hanging out of this garbage. And I'm thinking, how the heck am I going to get out of this? Thank goodness a, a teacher who had mercy for me helped me out. So those were two embarrassing moments, but I think they defined who I am in a classroom. I can't imagine what I would do if I walked by a gym and saw a teacher stuffed into a garbage can. <laughs> 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 
That's awesome, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, what, uh, you know, on, on Vimeo, we always try to give out a positive message and, and pump out our positivity. What, uh, what positive message do you have coming out of this, um, this pandemic and, and, and our work from home and, and our change of lifestyle and, or what positive have you seen um, through your life? Well, the positive that I see coming out of this pandemic is time. Time is precious. And I think people through this have realized that you have to capture those moments when you get them. And spending time with your students, spending time with your family, with your friends is so important to longevity in life and to moving forward and being the best you you can be. Yeah, I agree, Nancy. Thanks. That's a fantastic message for our listeners and for us as well here on Vimeo. And we just want to give you a big Vimeo thank you. And uh, you're a tremendous athlete and tremendous teacher. And just thanks again for joining us today. Thank you very much, Katie. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, thanks Nancy. I'm sure you guys would agree it's always great catching up with Nancy and hearing her stories and just listening to what she has to say. She's so passionate about her job and, and what she does and cares so much for the kids. And it, it comes out through through the story she tells. But what I find interesting is, and Roly, maybe you can speak to this because you were a student athlete at the university level, but the amount of sports that Nancy played while going to college and university, it just, that blows my mind. I, I can't, I can't imagine doing it. Like one is busy enough and there's lots of people that do that and fine. Even the people that do two, and there's not that many of them. That's unbelievably incredible. And now, and I think she might've even said it in the interview. Um, was it at Red Deer somewhere else? She wasn't even allowed to play more than no, two. No, U of A, U of A, she wasn't allowed to. Red oh, yeah, Deer, so she played play more. There. Yeah. Right. So U of A, she wasn't allowed to. The fact that that rule is even in place that like people can and or want to and have the ability to play more than two is mind blowing to me. Well, so the fact I wonder that if, it, she played if that's four a record. Is, Do you think that's a record? Trav, you know, you, you, you broke a bunch of records. Trav holds a whole bunch oh, of okay, records. We've already <laughs> talked about this. Let's get <laughs> off, get off of records. my train here. We're talking about one Any of more our records guests. You want to tell our us guest is what? the highlight. <laughs> what else you got? I'm surprised I didn't, Nancy, I, I wouldn't have guessed that Nancy has so many dogs and so many cats or what, it, maybe it's just dogs. She has so many pets. I, is that a record? One, one dog for every Probably. sport she played. Literally, that dogs. is it. She's four dogs. Four oh dogs at home. That is ridiculous. That is so Kathy, many animals. You seem like an animal person. Is that your Especially dream, like Kathy? domestic animals. What kind of domestic. pets are you working with? So if we look at, I have no pets right now, but I ideally would love two dogs. I don't think that one should be alone. So if I got one dog, I'd have to get a second one. Growing up, we had a dog and Gracie, she's the best. Little Bijan Shih Tzu. And, uh, but she was, yeah, alone most of the days when you're at work or at school. We also had a lizard though. And luckily my, my brother wanted a snake and that was a big uh, heck no in the household because I didn't want to feed it live mice nor did I want to see that. So this lizard was a vegetarian. His mm. name was Mac. We had a, a little leash for him and we would walk him around. Oh my. Good guy. He lasted 13 years. That is ridiculous. 13 years this lizard, like, and it ended up being like my mom's lizard by the end of it. What about you guys? What was your, what was your first pet? growing up i had uh, i had dogs growing up i had an airedale when when i was young and this airedale was huge dad would put a harness onto it in the winter and then hook up the sled and he would uh 
Dudley was his name and Dudley uh, would pull us up and down the street on this sled, which nice. was awesome. Like this dog was like a horse. I loved him. He was fantastic. And then our second dog was a little schnauzer miniature schnauzer and his name was Foster and nice. he was great. So I was a dog guy, totally dog guy. I'm surprised you didn't try to convince your parents to get you a pet bear. They're going to have. He probably tried. Let's not try. I tried. Absolutely, I tried. Just wasn't safe enough. I got a couple. I got a couple of funny stories that relate to what Kath is saying. So, I've mentioned several times that that Kathy is my cousin, and her her stepdad is my uncle and my dad's brother. And I had a hamster when I was three or four, and its name was Uncle Tom, which is Kathy's stepdad. Uh, and I don't remember that. I just I've heard stories that I named my my hamster that. The other thing is my sister had a chameleon for several years and it ate live mice like Kathy was saying. And it was fascinating. It was like national geographic <laughs> in her bedroom. This thing, like you drop the poor little mice, it's blind. It, it like it's defenseless in this cage and the, the tongue of the chameleon would shoot out and then grab it. And then it would, it would eat it. Yeah. It was pretty wild. I have a quick story on that too. When I was living at my billets down in the States, the son of the billet, he had a snake, but the worst was the one night when we went to look at the snake and it wasn't in the cage. Oh no, uh -oh. that yep. is my worst nightmare. Oh, right yeah. there. And the snake was kept in the basement where myself and the, uh, the other hockey player, we, where our bedrooms were and we did not sleep that night until we found oh. the snake. Luckily we did finally, but it was well it into the morning. Anywhere. I would have burned that house down. <laughs> so scary yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think i slept well the rest of that season anyways this is we've completely derailed this whole conversation um i don't know about you guys but i per, i pretend to be nervous around miss young's because she's my she's our boss in quotations and she doesn't like when we call her that um but i was i was legitimately nervous to talk to her ne next guest were you guys at all well, yes she holds a position of power right and a member of parliament that's oh, a yeah that's she a has, a, has a large area and a lot of people to, to represent and to speak on their behalf, right? Um, so for those of you that uh, maybe didn't hear at the very beginning, but our next guest is Mrs. Heather McPherson. So she's a member of parliament for Edmonton Strathcona, or at least where Vimy is situated. Um, and she's going to give some, some awesome insight into kind of her, her experience in, in the House of Commons for her, her brief period of time because she just got elected this past fall. Uh, and then unfortunately due to COVID, she hasn't been uh, in the House of Commons. Uh, she's been kind of, you know, working from home similarly to, to what we have. And then she also has some great messages for our uh, grad 2020 students. So for uh, whatever reason, you'll have to bear with our audio on this next interview. We kind of all sound like we're talking out of a tin can uh, with the exception of Mrs. McPherson. So uh, why don't we go ahead and listen to our member of parliament, Heather McPherson. It is a huge honor to have this special guest with us on Vimeo. Heather McPherson is a member of parliament for Edmonton Strathcona, is the deputy house leader of the NDP. She is a graduate of the U of A, is a well-known Oilers fan, dog lover, and a new Vimy parent, and she works hard to develop strong communities. Please welcome in Mrs. Heather McPherson. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm yeah. looking forward to the conversation, and it's going to be great to, to talk to everyone. 
Yeah, thanks very much for joining us. I, I want to jump on one thing real quick. I think in, in the intro, Mr. Faulkner said that uh, you graduated from the U of A and you actually have your education degree and master's in education. Uh, did you ever end up teaching anywhere? Did you ever want to pursue education as a teacher or anything like that? You know, I actually have taught, but never in Canada. I mean, I did my student teaching. I did my my uh, main student teaching at East Glen, actually. Um, okay. And I, I did want to be a teacher, but I actually went and moved to Sub-Saharan Africa. I worked in Uganda and I worked in Mozambique. And wow. after working in those two countries as a, as a teacher, um, I sort of switched, I pivoted a little bit. So I actually really wanted to make some changes and um, you know, you see the inequality when you work in some of those communities and, and you see how unfair things are. And so that, that really did change my, my life path, I guess. Oh, that's wild. And then how did you end up getting in, into, in, into politics from that? What, what, what did, I guess, where did you find the passion for that? Yeah, it was an interesting path because it was certainly not one that I had ever um, wanted. I like that wasn't something I had I had strived for. It wasn't part of my plan. I have been working um, in international development in foreign affairs for a long time, and I was um, more and more spending time in Ottawa advocating on behalf of Alberta organizations that do international development and do international okay. charity work. Um, and so I I sort of found myself more and more in Ottawa. And so Linda Duncan, actually, our previous member of parliament, had asked me in 2014 if I'd consider running in Edmonton Centre. And I, I have a strong belief that you should represent the area you live in. And I live in Argyle. So I wanted to be, oh, I wasn't prepared to run in, in any riding but the one I lived in. And so, so I said no. And then she asked again when she knew she was going to be retiring. And a lot of people had pushed me to sort of consider that. And so so that's that's how I got here. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, one of the things that we ask our guests all the time, and it depends on context as where they are, is an embarrassing moment that they have in their career. Um, so I'm wondering if once you became an MP, if there's any sort of embarrassing moment uh, that you've had in the House of Commons or in the, in the new world of, of Parliament. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And, and um, I don't know that I've had a really terribly embarrassing one, mostly because we haven't been there very long. Like, just give me time. I'll get there. Um, but I think right now, what I would probably say is, you know, I had one question in the House of Commons and you are supposed to be able to end your questions um, in a certain amount of time. And there's certain restrictions about what you're allowed to say in the House and whatnot. And right. I actually called the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and you're not allowed to call them by name in the House of Commons. You have to call them the Prime Minister. And I'm new, so I sort of got away with it, but it was funny because the entire house did this whole, <laughs> like they were very, it was, I was being, I was in trouble. So that would probably be my most embarrassing one so far. I, I've learned my lesson. I will, I will only refer to him as the Prime Minister. That's right. We've all had moments like that in class where the whole class goes, ooh, did they just say that in class, right? So, yeah, we, we hear you on that one. Um, so now, speaking about the, the work that you do and, and with the, the pandemic that, that we're in right now, how is your, um, I don't want to say workload, but how has it been working from home with the two kids that you have at home and, and still trying to continue all of the committees that you're on and, and, and the work that you do? What's that uh, switch been like for you? It's it's interesting. It's been really it's it's really challenging because it's been incredibly busy. Our office was open seven days a week. We brought on extra staff to help out. Um, but it, for me, I mean, I was only elected for the first time in October, so I I haven't had a lot of normal. 
you know, I was sworn in at the end of November, December wasn't really a sitting month. Um, and then January, we had this massive plane crash that affected so many people in Edmonton, Strathcona, the, the yes. flight 752 in Iran. Um, and then of course our economy in Alberta was really tanking. Like Edmonton, um, Edmonton has one of the highest levels of unemployment in the country. So I sort of thought that my work on getting our, our economy going again, making sure that we were supporting our, our industries, that that was gonna be my big thing. So then, of course, when March 13th happened, it did feel a little bit a little bit surreal. Like this is my first my first half year as a parliamentarian and and nobody can tell me what to do because no one's ever done this before. It's That's all been very, very new. Yeah, it's so interesting. But but that said, I can tell you that it's I mean, I feel really privileged. My children, first of all, are a little bit older. Um, so they are able to do a little bit of their managing themselves. I wouldn't even want to know what it's like to have toddlers at home right now. Um, so, but they're able to manage the, the teachers at Donnan and my daughter goes to McKernan. Those, the teachers are spectacular, like really spectacular in what they've done, you know, dropping by our house, being so supportive of, of our family as we try to figure out how to do your, your job to some degree. <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's been rough, but it's, we're so thankful. Uh, one of the things that I did over the last couple of weeks that I've really enjoyed is I've been meeting with um, high school kids and just talking to them about being a parliamentarian, you know, what it, what that's looked like. Um, and that's been really enjoyable, really interesting and, and fun. So it's a good way for me to stay, I guess I get to use my teaching degree a little bit. <laughs> yeah, stay connected a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Um, we're just going to finish here with, uh, we like to do this with a lot of our guests, is to just leave on a positive note. We're, we're huge on positivity on the podcast in a very uncertain time. So um, can you leave maybe our listeners or our students with a positive message from Parliament? Yeah, you know, the, the positive message that I would give is that what we saw out of COVID-19 is, 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 we were able to see those things that weren't working in our society. You know, we were able to see that long-term care wasn't working for everybody, that the healthcare system didn't work for everybody, that, you know, the same time we got a trillionaire, we also had people uh, not being able to meet their needs within two weeks of this pandemic happening. So what I've been thinking a lot about and what I think the silver lining of this is, is that we get an opportunity to rebuild Canada, to rebuild um, our institutions, and we can choose to rebuild those better. And we can choose to build, to make a, a fundamental change that will impact the way our country goes forward for decades to come. So it's it's an exciting time where we can be propositional and we can be thoughtful about what we want our country to look like. And that for me is is the the, the very big silver lining of COVID-19. Yeah, for oh, sure. Great. Well, Heather, we want to thank you for the work that you do for the city and for the country. And we want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to to join us here and we're looking forward to seeing you next year at, at Vimy. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Have a great summer, you guys. I think it was great for our listeners to get a, a good message from, from Heather and uh, you know, coming from house of commons and from the work that she's doing and the work that she continues to do and how she wants to get back to work. I think like the most of us, we want to get back to somewhat normal and a couple of things that we didn't really touch upon in the interview was one, she's a dog lover. So Kathy, you missed a, a you missed yeah. out on that interview. You didn't get to sit in on with us when, when we interviewed her, but she is a dog lover, which is awesome. And Maybe after my own heart. Yeah. And she's got a, her son, her oldest son is coming to Vimy next year, which is awesome. Very exciting. 
right? And she wants to be a part of, of Vimy and, and she wants to be an active participant in, in what we do and, and is uh, loving what we do, which is great. I thought it was cool that we found out she was a Vimy parent live. Like, like no, did anyone else know that? I, I was blown away, but like, I was not ready for that. I had, no, I had nothing to go off of. That was, that was pretty cool. What a yeah. great choice too. To all our grads out there, 2020 grads, you got uh, the world in front of you and, and we want to wish you all the best and thank you for spending your time at Vimy and to all our listeners that are coming back to Vimy. Um, we can't wait to uh, welcome you with open arms and, and social distancing hugs or high fives or whatever it Gloves is. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be smiling behind our masks if we're wearing them, whatever, if we have a face shield on then we'll, you can see us smiling, but it, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and have a great summer. Thank Nancy Youngs and Heather McPherson for the interviews. The Spin Wires for their song titled No One's Keeping Score. More of their work can be found at freemusicarchives.org. This entire podcast has been a Vimy Ridge Academy production.